but we will also be a country of law and order. The crime and violence that today afflicts our nation will soon, and I mean very soon, come to an end. The Republican National Convention runs through Thursday, and the president will give his formal speech Thursday night. This is USA Radio News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by August 31st, and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. The teenage suspect arrested after two people were fatally shot during a third night of protest in the wake of the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, had been part of a group that sought to be deputized just hours earlier. Kenosha County Sheriff David Beth said he believed the suspect, whom authorities identified as 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse, was part of a group of armed individuals who asked to be deputized and allowed to patrol the streets ahead of the Tuesday night protests. A large fire erupted at a chemical plant outside the Louisiana city of Lake Charles following Hurricane Laura's passage through the area. Images and videos of the blaze showed large plumes of smoke billowing over Interstate 10, and Governor John Bell Edwards is now advising all locals to stay out of the area. He said residents are advised to shelter in place until further notice and close all doors and windows. The Biolab Lake Charles plant was built in 1979 and manufactures acid and other chemicals used in household cleaners. This is USA Radio News. KSHP and the Radio Shopping Show are getting social. We're now on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we made it easy to find all three of them at KSHP Vegas. Check out Facebook for our Friday live show at 5 p.m. Get news and announcements on Twitter and share pictures with us from all of your favorite shopping show businesses on Instagram. Don't forget to follow all three at KSHP Vegas and get a little closer with your friends at KSHP AM 1400. Have you heard the big news? Vent Boutique Las Vegas has new owners. The blowout bar you have loved the past few years has reopened and is even better than before. Now it's a full-service salon specializing in blowouts. You can now get a color and a cut with your blowouts. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson, off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. Car lovers rejoice. The Hollywood Cars Museum showcases automobiles from over 100 movies, TV shows, and videos. Conveniently located at 5115 D. Martin Drive, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, Hollywood Cars Museum gives you the opportunity to see legendary cars from RoboCop, Back to the Future, James Bond, Batman, and so many more. Open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Hollywood Cars Museum now features the new Liberace Garage. Check out the Hollywood Cars Museum online at hollywoodcarsmuseum.com. That's hollywoodcarsmuseum.com. Get your daily dose from the doctor. T.C. Martin. Speaking of college bowls... 
Now's a great time to talk about the worst college bowls in name only. Last night, we're coming off the Red Box Bowl, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. And one of my favorites, been around for the last couple years, the Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. The T.C. Martin Show. Catch me weekdays at 2 p.m. right here. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. And now it's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey High. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400. And follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. And now, here's Coach Harvey High. Well, good evening, everyone. It's time to huddle up and it's time to buckle up and it's time to ride along with us part of the way all the way here live in Las Vegas, Nevada, every Thursday evening. And as you just heard, we want to thank Terribles and Coors Beer. And we want to welcome all of you in the Inland Empire every Saturday morning between 11 and 12 with USC Trojan Talk on AM 1490 on your dial. We have a great guest tonight, and uh, if you are a Trojan fan or just a football fan, this guy is around USC Trojan football and football every single day. He's the publisher of WeRSC.com. That's Eric McKinney. Eric, I want to welcome you, and I want to thank you very much for joining us. Absolutely, Harvey. Great to talk to you. Well, Eric, I've got to thank our sponsor for the opening segment, who's been with us for many years. And if you're looking for a new Mercedes-Benz, well, in Henderson, remember, Mercedes-Benz of Henderson is proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Contact the general manager himself, Jim Chasen. He's a Trojan and he'll give you his family pricing plan. Call him at 702-485-3000. That's 485-3000, or go to www.mbofhenderson. Well, I'll tell you, I guess this is the easiest way to say it, or maybe it's uh, a... God, people will understand what I'm saying. I know you will. I never could believe we could have an off-season like this, Eric. I thought the season was something that was sort of controversial, but how about the off-season? I mean, it has felt like it has gone on for years uh, at this point. I mean, we got one, we got one spring ball practice uh, that we were able to watch, and we we basically had to stretch out, you know, that amount of USC football, and we're going to have to stretch it until at, at this point, January first, at the very earliest, um, the the Pac-12 pushing it back. So, yeah, it, it has been an off season of just. Thing after well, one thing, thing we, kind of getting getting thrown at us. One thing we did do, Eric, we all met there that day of one day of spring practice with the new assistant coaches and the excitement of being back on Brian Kennedy and Howard Jones Field, and we were all talking, welcoming everybody in what I call the playpen where all the media stands. We have one <laughs> great day of spring practice, and then all of a sudden, uh, that's the end of it. That's all the football we have seen since last March, early March, to now almost September. Really sort of amazing. It's sort of a build-up and then a letdown. And this was going to be uh, just a fascinating season, I think. I think we were going to get you know, a lot of answers. The, the new defensive staff 
another year kind of with Clay Helton really needed to, to prove himself after a couple seasons of where USC, you know, doesn't necessarily want to be uh, every year. And, and then just, just watching the offense, Keaton Slovis, and, and he had a couple guys on defense too. I, I mean, it was, there, there were plenty of storylines uh, coming into this season, and it has all been all been overshadowed by the big storyline that has kind of taken over just the, the entire world for, for this whole year. Eric, when you when you looked at spring practice, as far as spring practice, very disappointing, not only for us, the media, the fans, uh, but how about the players themselves? The disappointment of not having spring practice with a new coaching staff, the new coaching staff want to evaluate the new players, have that, and then again now have the disappointment where the conference itself canceled the season before really I, they really had it, gave it a chance. I think they sort of canceled it a little early. At least that's my opinion. I'd love to hear what yours is. The, I mean, I guess that's kind of a, a two-part thing. Talking about the players, I mean, you, you can't help but feel terrible for them. I mean, it, it's uh, they, obviously they wanted to play. I mean, it, it kind of was hitting them all at, at different points, at different times, at, at different levels. I mean, canceling spring ball was one thing, the, the disappointment that you could feel kind of in their voices uh, and the way they talked about it. But then there was always, okay, maybe this thing can get figured out and we can come back in the summer, and then that gets delayed on them. And then it's like, okay, well, once we come back, we can do everything right and we can have uh, you know, fall camp and, and the season. Then all of a sudden, it's a conference-only schedule. You could feel the disappointment within their voices when they were talking about uh, not being able to play Alabama and Notre Dame. I mean, that the, the fans will kind of talk about the USC Alabama game as you know maybe foregone conclusion that Alabama was going to come in there and, and roll USC. But this team wanted to play Alabama. They, they wanted to kind of prove themselves. The defensive players were really excited about what they had seen so far uh, from Todd Orlando, the new defensive coordinator, and, and some of those assistants. Uh, on that side of the ball, they they wanted that test. So again, that was kind of a, a gut punch uh, when they couldn't play the the non conference games, and then obviously when they make the, the decision, you know we're not going to play any games this fall. I I don't have I guess it, it's again there's there's sort of levels to it with that decision. I don't ultimately have a problem with the the decision that they made to not play football. Uh, my issue with it is. It felt a. It felt it felt early, like you said. It could have been something where you know, right now we're leaning towards this. If it doesn't, you know, if we don't see these numbers by you know a date, then that's going to force our our hand. But for me, the thing that that was most disappointing was it felt like sort of half an announcement where we're not going to play football in the fall, and that was it. Right? <laughs> it was like dot dot dot. Maybe there's a spring season. Maybe we'll try to figure that out. It felt like nobody really ever sat down and said, you know, early on in this, in the four-month span that they had to figure it out, nobody sat down. It, again, it felt like I'm certainly not in the meetings, but and said, okay, if it's August and we are announcing that there is no fall season, what do we say? What What's the plan going forward? And it felt like they made that announcement and then said, okay, now maybe we'll try to work on a, a plan going forward. So, again, talking about how the players have, have just been kind of punched over and over by this, there's still this feeling of maybe we'll have football in the spring, but but maybe not. And at this point, I don't, I don't know how you could blame them for just kind of being, you know, sort of depressed about it and, and just unsure 
uh, of what's going on. And, and I think you got to tip your hat to them, the fact that they're out there doing what's asked of them and, and going through as much of the workouts and practice and, and all that stuff uh, as they can with this unknown. Um, and, and so, again, I you know, ultimately – the players not being able to play that that you just you feel bad uh, for for them in this whole thing. Eric McKinney joins us, publisher from WeRSC.com. Before we take a break here, Eric, uh, I want you to give everybody an update on your website. It's free, and you've got all the different stories and update and uh, on things that happen daily as far as recruiting, the football season itself, schedules. You name it, you do it. Let's tell everybody how they can, you know, go into your site now or after the show and, and see exactly what you're in charge of. Yeah, ultimately it's something where we're, we're pretty passionate about keeping it a, a free site all the way through. Um, we are SC, W-E-A-R-E-S-C, uh, dot com. And, again, columnists and, and reporting, and we cover uh, recruiting and the team and, you know, we, we certainly have been putting our head together about what we do this fall. And, and so I think we're going to dip into, uh, you know, speaking to former players and, and getting uh, people like that involved and kind of telling uh, some, some deeper stories about USC football. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting fall, even without football, I think, uh, on the site. Well, we're going to talk about that no, more with Eric after we take this short time out. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to USC Trojan Talk uh, live in uh, – on a Saturday morning in the Inland Empire, on AM 1490 on your dial, we welcome all of you between 11 and 12. And here in Las Vegas, Nevada, USC Trojan Talk is brought to you by Terrible Herbs and Coors Beer. And the sponsor of our opening segment has been brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Contact Jim Chasen. He's the general manager at Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. He'll give you the family pricing plan. His telephone number, 702-485-3000. That's 485-3000. Or go to www.mbofhenderson. I'm Harvey Hyde with Eric McKinney. Buckle up and fight on. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Terrible Hearst has been serving the Las Vegas Valley for 60 years. Everyone knows Terrible's is the place to go for a quick snack, a hot cup of coffee, or a cold drink. Terrible's is the perfect place for a fill-up, and with over 100 locations in the Las Vegas Valley, there's always a Terrible's near you. And now Terrible's has an app. The Terrible Herbs app features games to play, special offers, deals, and promotions. Just go to your app store and download the Terrible Herbs app. Discover all the benefits of being a loyal Terrible Herbs customer on the new Terrible Herbs app, available at the app store. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. Where at? Well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Located at 6580 South Rainbow, Suite 101, here in Las Vegas. Call 702-485-3000. 
702-448-5050 and get that appointment. Buckle up. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business hello i'm fletcher jones jr and i'm proud to be a trojan there's nothing like the winning tradition of the cardinal and gold and i believe those same high standards of discipline hard work and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. If you're on Interstate 15, remember Terrible's Roadhouse. Yes, at exit 12 on exit 15, about 20 miles south of Las Vegas. It's a place where you can stop with a 50,000 square feet of convenience store, 96 fuel pumps, 60 spotless restrooms, and an electric charging station. The only one on Interstate 15 in the state of Nevada. That's Terrible's Roadhouse. Don't forget it. I love it. It only takes you a minute to stop in and do it all. I'm Harvey Hyde. Wet and Wild Las Vegas. Your friendly neighborhood water park is back June 22nd, 2020. Dive into summer and splash away the indoor blues by visiting wetandwildlasvegas.com with season passes as low as $49.99 until July 13th. Sun, fun, and safety. Wet and Wild Las Vegas. We are summer. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. Huddle up and buckle up with us every Thursday night live in Las Vegas, Nevada for USC Trojan Talk. Brought to us all by Terrible Herbs and Coors Beer. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, we welcome all of you on AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12. Our special guest uh, this week, we have Eric McKinney with us from WeRSC.com. So obviously we're talking college football and all the different things that surround college football on campus at USC and wherever. Eric, let's talk about now a little bit uh, your feeling as far as practice itself. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about the players uh, uh, not testing and they cancel practice and so on uh, here for a period of time this week. My thought is that uh, the place that the players are the safest, and I'd like to get your opinion on this, is when they've been on campus and where they've been practicing for the past three weeks, they've had zero positive testings. They gave them a break. They went off campus or uh, ingle mingled with other people, either on campus or someone else. And now they have a, a few few positives. And uh, I would always think that this situation where football, when you have your family together, you're always safer. And I, that's what my main thing has been and my thought is, 
I'd like to have my family at home where I can watch them all the time rather than let them go. It's it's absolutely the truth. Um, the the one thing that's been proven in terms of uh, athletics is that if you can create a bubble, it works. If you can create a situation where uh, everybody sort of involved in the process of of putting on an athletic competition is held in one spot and, uh, you know, that that barrier is sort of unbroken with people going in and out, uh, you, you can do that. What has been said over and over from the very beginning by kind of the, the authorities uh, in the Pac-12 is that a bubble in a college sports landscape with student-athletes uh, is impossible to pull off. And so it's either impossible in terms of just the logistics of it or it's impossible to do while holding to uh, all, all kind of the, the strict rules that make these uh, players still student-athletes. So I, I think that kind of gets into it a little bit, too, is if USC, if the Pac-12, if the NCAA had had figured out how to create these true bubbles where the football program is kind of quarantined from the rest of everybody, um, when you don't have other students on campus, the whole NCAA thing is built on them kind of being able to say, no, 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 these are just students who also play football. When you start putting in rules specifically for, I guess, more rules, specifically for football players or, or you know, really all the fall, uh, fall sport athletes right now, you run that risk of kind of telling them, hey, you're, all, you're not just regular students. You're, you have sort of a special and even more special designation than just student athlete. And I think that kind of once you, once you start hearing some of the talk, you know, that had been going on about, you know, potentially an, an association, which is, you know, kind of code word for unionization uh, with a lot of people, then it becomes, okay, now there's sort of two fights that, uh, again, NCAA, Pac-12, you, you know, USC would have to, to take on um, because you're re- you, you really would be, you know, treating these guys differently from the rest of, of campus. And I think ultimately it also comes down to the fact that you know, USC, a lot of the, the Pac-12 institutions, and then the Big Ten being the other conference, they, a lot of them really do pride themselves on being, you know, the, these are academic institutions that also happen to have a, a football team. And so if they wanted to put all their effort into, no, we, we just have to play football at all costs, I think you could get it done. I also think knowing that there probably was an unwillingness to, to do that, to go ahead and, and make all the changes and all the necessary adjustments uh, to, to getting that done. And so, like you said, now kind of with, with that break with students uh, off campus and that sort of co-mingling, you're, you're going to see those numbers go up. I mean, uh, LSU uh, had, a, had a practice the other day, was reported where they had only four uh, offensive linemen even available because of positive tests or, or quarantine. Uh, Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley said one of his major position groups was, was kind of decimated uh, because of that same thing. North Carolina State, same sort of thing. They had to push their uh, season opening game. They had to already take advantage of kind of that what everyone built into the schedules where you can postpone games. So their season opener is pushed back, and they had to, to pause workouts. So you're, you're 
you're just seeing a lot of that on all of these campuses because, again, nobody can make that sort of ultimate step to, like you said, which which would work. I mean, that that's kind of been proven by uh, the the NBA certainly as as one of those places that created a true bubble uh, and made it work. So I think it is. The, the issue that a lot of us have, I think, is that the answer is out there, but the ability to go do it for, for however many reasons, uh, that, that just doesn't exist. Eric McKinney joins us from WeRSC.com. I'm Harvey Hyde. Eric, I, I asked you this question. Uh, do the other three Power Five conferences have a big advantage now on the Big Ten and the Pac-12 as far as uh, being recognized as a power conference as far as playing football, and how about the techniques and extra days of practice they're getting in as far as what the, the Pac-12 and also the Big Ten uh, are getting in. And uh, in the spring, uh, if they play in the spring, the uh, Big Ten and the Pac-12, who really cares? And we'll talk about that spring uh, game or season in a moment, but don't you think the other Power Five conferences really have an advantage here as far as they can they can play for a national championship and it'll be recognized? I think they do. If, if they go forward and play and things kind of go, uh, you know, as scheduled um, and, and there isn't, you know, kind of a, a huge delay or uh, they have to cancel, um, I, I think they do. I mean, they're... they're those three conferences will get a hundred percent of kind of national and, and media attention uh, for the entire fall, and you really can't you really can't argue against that. I mean, the, the idea is already kind of being pushed out there. You know, these are the three conferences that are serious about football, right? And, and the Big Ten and, and the Pac-12 are not serious about football. And true or not, that's something that is going to be talked about, and, and coaches are going to use. Uh, in, in recruiting, I do think that if if they try to push forward and things get out of hand, and, and you've got a game in the SEC where you know one team doesn't have any of their quarterbacks available, and one team doesn't you know has has two offensive linemen available because of of tests and, and quarantine, then I, you know I don't I don't think the advantage is uh, maybe what it could have been. That's something where. You know, now you've got Pac-12 coaches and, and Big Ten coaches being able to kind of use that, you know, in recruiting about, you know, it's it's about relationships and, and telling parents that they can take care of their kids and, and that sort of thing. And so then it becomes, you know, maybe they have uh, something to, to push. But just in terms of playing football, being able to, to do that and getting in that, that practice work, again, if, if they can, um, you've got a couple – you know, there, there's some guys at these schools where they've got a quarantine for, for two weeks, so it's not like they're, you know, getting in a, a lot of practice time when that's going on. Um, but I, I think, like, your point is definitely out there, where if three conferences are playing college football uh, this year and, and being covered by the – because the media, I mean, it's going to get covered. Certainly, sport, you know, we saw – uh, with with baseball and we've seen with basketball and we're we're going to see with the NFL it's it's going to get covered uh, like a regular season even though everything is sort of sort of weird about the season uh, but but absolutely it's it's an advantage I think the Big Ten and Pac twelve like you mentioned if they if they do play in the spring and it looks like it 
I think people will still, I mean, it's, you know, it's still college football and, and it would still be games on. I think there would still be uh, attention put on it. And I think in terms of furthering the conference, which always comes back to recruiting, uh, I, th- I think that would still be a help for the Big Ten and, and Pac-12 if they can figure out how to play a spring season. Eric, when you look at college football, was college football exposed as far as lack of leadership, as far as you have the Power Five conferences that supposedly work together? But there isn't one spokesman or one person in charge when each individual conference can go out and do their own thing. Uh, it's like, uh, are we unified or aren't we unified? Uh, did that surprise you at all, that they sort of broke their code or didn't have someone saying, we are going to practice, we aren't going to practice, we are going to do this or do that, we're all in or we're all out? Did that surprise you? You know, it, nothing surprises me when there are financial implications in college football. Um, I think I think teamwork and togetherness gets kind of thrown out the window. Um, it was, it, I, I mean, just, you know, a, a combination of embarrassing and infuriating, I think, to watch this process go forward, where, like you said, there was no, there, there was no sort of top-down leadership uh, from anybody, and the NCAA was was very upfront in saying, hey, we're, whatever you guys want to do, we're fine, and they never really took the lead. Like you said, you had conferences that, you know, the Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, he would talk about, you know, we're talking to other conferences uh, all the time, and, and certainly a lot of the commissioners made it sound like they were discussing things openly and, and all getting on the same page, and then when it came time for it, you know, <laughs> absolutely, we did not hear uh, the, the same things from all five of, of those Power Five conferences, and, and now you're looking at the Big Ten, and you know, forget about kind of unity up and down the conference. You you had sort of uh, differing opinions it, at individual schools in terms of athletic directors and, and presidents. You know, either wanting to play the season or, or not wanting to play the season. So it, it was you know, all of these people are being faced with making a decision on something that they have no experience in and really no no training in. I mean, it, it was. Uh, all these people sort of relying on health professionals, and then you had different health professionals in, in different areas interpreting similar data differently. And so I, I don't, I guess I don't blame uh, the, the, you know, the powers that be, the, the people in charge for coming to different uh, conclusions based on all that stuff. But the idea that, again, there, there wasn't a, a unified plan in place from the beginning on, on how you're going to do this. That that absolutely stuck out. And for the first time, I, I guess not for the first time, but certainly prevalent here, you saw a lot of kind of players and assistant coaches and, and head coaches really speak out and say, this is, this is not how we're going to be able to get anything done, you know, in, in this circumstance or any others in the future. The, the lack of leadership uh, from, you know, the, the national level and really the conference level, it, it stuck out almost every day when, when decisions were kind of being, uh, you know, fumbled in their explanation or, or just not given at all. And uh, I, think, I think that's something that people are really going to take a look at moving forward. I think there'll be a lot of changes uh, during the next couple of years in college football. I think the 
NCAA sort of uh, bailed on this. Uh, they 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 said that yes, they would honor that football no matter who plays it this fall as a national champion. They've already got the date set on when they're going to have the playoff uh, games and the national championship game. Yet the NCAA says we don't have anything to t- uh, say about football. They they do what they want. Yet on the other hand. They approve the eligibilities. They approve uh, the sanctions. They approve all that. So who really is in charge? And will they be in charge or discuss the spring football league, which would possibly be happening? Let's talk about the upsides and downsides. And if there will be a spring football league for the Pac-12 and for the Big Ten and other conferences out there, after we take this short time out here on USC Trojan Talk. So again, I'm Harvey Hyde with Eric McKinney. Uh, if you haven't followed Eric on WeRSC.com, you should. It's an outstanding website, and you'll learn a lot about college football and USC. want to welcome all of you in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning on AM 1490 between 11 and 12. And, of course, we say hello to all of you every Saturday or Thursday night, excuse me, in Las Vegas on AM 1400. USC Trojan Talk is brought to you by Terrible Herbs. And Coors Beer, and this segment has been brought to you by Allstate Insurance in Las Vegas, specifically Misty Chadwick, the Chadwick Family Agency. Give Misty a call at 702-451-4409. That's 702-451-4409. She just wants to make sure you're completely satisfied with your coverages. So buckle up, everyone. Fight on. I'm Harvey Hyde. We'll be right back with USC Trojan Talk. Terrible Hearst has been serving the Las Vegas Valley for 60 years. Everyone knows Terrible's is the place to go for a quick snack, a hot cup of coffee, or a cold drink. Terrible's is the perfect place for a fill-up, and with over 100 locations in the Las Vegas Valley, there's always a Terrible's near you. And now Terrible's has an app. The Terrible Herbs app features games to play, special offers, deals, and promotions. Just go to your app store and download the Terrible Herbs app. Discover all the benefits of being a loyal Terrible Herbs customer on the new Terrible Herbs app, available at the App Store. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. If you're going somewhere, I'd call Budget Car and Truck Rental. If you're visiting somewhere, I'd call them too. Budget Car and Truck Rental here in Las Vegas. It's local. They take care of me no matter whether I'm traveling or I'm just driving around or I need to move and borrow a truck. Just call them at 702-736-1212. At 702-736-1212. And you'll be glad you did. Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. 
Wet n Wild Las Vegas. Your friendly neighborhood water park is back June 22nd, 2020. Dive into summer and splash away the indoor blues by visiting wetnwildlasvegas.com with season passes as low as $49.99 until July 13th. Sun, fun, and safety. Wet n Wild Las Vegas. We are summer. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a left-hand turn single. Tink, tink, tink. The guy in front of you had me on for the last 14 miles. And since you're stuck in traffic, you can just sit back and... Wait, you're going to try to pass on the left? Didn't you see my signal? And if you've got cut rate insurance, things could really take a turn for the worse. So get all state. Call the Chadwick Family Agency. Ask for Misty at 702-451-4409. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk live in Las Vegas, Nevada, on this uh, beautiful uh, Thursday evening. I want to thank Terrible Herbs and Coors Beer. And again, on Saturday morning, we welcome all of you in the Inland Empire listening on AM 1490 from 11 to 12 on Saturday mornings. We want to thank uh, the Rampart Casino for the sponsorship of our next segment. Remember, the Rampart Casino Racing Sportsbook features a bar and a lounge, state-of-the-art high-defo video screens and TVs, Plus those great odds. Only at Rampart Casino, Summerlin's home for easy and convenient sports betting. Eric McKinney joins us from WeRSC.com. Eric, let's continue uh, with our uh, conversation, let's call it. And before we took the break, uh, I said, let's talk about spring football. This is something uh, that the Pac-12, the Big Ten, Mountain West Conference, other conferences are talking about having in the spring. Your thoughts on this? Will there be such a spring football season for, let's say, USC in the Pac-12? You know, the, the answer is either yes or no, right? And so, so I'll say no, but I don't think it's as, as guaranteed as that. I, I think they're going to try to get it done. Um, I, at, at this point, I don't know how you kind of overcome uh, the issues of um, – really kind of talking about player safety and then trying to play two seasons in the same calendar year. That is something that gets brought up a lot by, by current and former players uh, as a potential hiccup uh, with that spring ball plan. I think you would have to uh, really sort of change what a season looks like for the spring and then also sort of figure out what your fall season will look like because I, I don't think there's any chance that you could play in the spring and then just assume that that 2021 season, you know, looks exactly like it looks right now. Um, so there, there's clearly some, some hoops to jump through on that. I do think that you could, you know, if, if you're playing five, six games uh, in the spring against kind of the Pac-12 teams that are closest to you um, and use that, I guess, instead of a, a spring ball um, session, you know, typically – 
USC will have, you know, four scrimmages, not, not two scrimmages, exactly the same as a game, but, but you are kind of hitting uh, full speed in, in the spring at some points. I think you have to figure out kind of what happens to scholarship limits. Uh, if players can enroll early, um, you've already, the NCAA has already said that nothing anybody does in 2020 counts as a, as a year uh, of eligibility. So if you're in the SEC and you play this fall, you can come back. If you're a redshirt junior uh, this fall, you could start the, the 2021 season also as a redshirt junior. The same is true if USC doesn't end up playing uh, in the fall. If they play in the spring, you could come back in the fall. And so what that's going to do is likely make it a, a situation where teams have more than 85 scholarship players on, on their roster. And so uh, right now, those seniors who would come back next year uh, wouldn't count against that 85 number, but that's you know it's it's just going to bring up a, a lot of of other issues in terms of that. But I think that's kind of the, the that safety aspect. How many games can you ask players to play in one calendar year? I think that's going to be an answer uh, that they need to find out. And I don't think you know I don't think you're going to get an easy answer of oh yeah you know they'll be fine. Go ahead and play a a spring season and then a full fall season. So that that's something that has to be figured out. But at this point, if you're not going to play in the fall, even getting, you know, four, five, six games w- would be something better than, than I think kicking the whole year. Again, if, if you reach a point where your medical professionals are, are telling you that that's something that you can move forward with. Eric, um, I think it's important that the back 12 and specifically USC, since this, this is our, show uh, USC Trojan Talk, I think that uh, you're setting up another possible failure by saying to the kids, yes, we're going to have a spring football league, yes, we're going to have a championship, yes, we're going to play six or seven games, yes, we're going to do all that and then have it fail again. And then we'll say, we'll start, you know, Eric, uh, then we'll say, well, we'll start our season later, we'll start in October. Well, eventually we've got to get back and think. Eventually it's got to get back where you have bowl games, where you get back to the traditional games that you have, the whole thing, the rivalry games, the regular schedule, and the whole thing. I would like to see the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or whoever's in charge, they seem to do whatever they want to do right now, uh, allow a more uh, stronger type of spring practice for the teams that didn't play in the fall. Allow them to get their players back in shape, uh, introduce their new coaches with their staffs and players that they haven't really had a chance to coach. Maybe limit the ones that did play through their normal spring practice, but maybe give the Pac-12 Big Ten people maybe 30 days of spring practice so the kids don't look forward to something and have it fail again, and then get back hoping there's a vaccination and this is gone to a regular format again that we're also used to. Yeah, I, I would agree. If you if conferences play this fall and some don't, the ones that don't should be able to be given kind of special circumstances uh, in the spring. Now, having said that, what you're advocating for is telling the SEC, hey, you don't get to do something that someone else does. And I, I can see a lot of people down there kind of flipping out a little bit if you try to tell them that. Now, now it's one of those things where you can certainly stand behind fair is fair. You've got to play football for, for this amount of time, um, and so we're going to let these other you know 
conferences and programs kind of catch up, the response for them, I'm sure, would be nobody told them that they couldn't play, right? It was kind of a, a self-imposed uh, thing. And again, that's where you're going to get, and I realize I'm, I'm making this a fully hypothetical situation, but it's, it's like you said, like we both mentioned before, you're getting into that issue where when you don't have one unified voice speaking, covering all of these conferences, you're going to have those kind of headaches. Who, who decides, you know, who gets to do what in the spring and how much more of an advantage was it to play in the fall than the spring? But it, I, I absolutely would hope that USC, in that case, would start trying to throw around a, a little bit of its weight again and, and try to push for what it feels you know, w- would be fair or certainly what it feels it, it deserves you know, to get as far as, as football. But uh, again, boy, are there a lot of questions about all of that, how, how this will play out and how it will work. And I just, uh, like you said, there's a lot of hope right now, right? A lot of hope that hopefully things will look like X so that we can do Y. And that's what it felt like a lot of the conversation was over the last four months. Hey, hopefully this thing is totally under control by August, then we can just play the season. Hopefully it's under control by September, then we can just start a little bit later. And it never felt like it got around to, well, what if it's not? Then what do we do? And that answer ended up being, you know, we'll, we, well, we can't do that now, we'll try to figure it out later. And so when does it, when does it I guess, start to be figured out? But like you said, it's it's really uh, it's really tough to not know what to plan for in the spring. Where the Pac-12 is kind of saying, yeah, you know, may, maybe we'll play in the spring. We'll, we'll have a chance to do that because the the players and the coaches don't have anything to to shoot for now. But like you also mentioned, boy, would it be really tough to tell them, yeah, we're going to play in the spring. We're going to start right here and then have to push that on them again or cancel it or move it or adjust it or whatever. It would just be kind of a, another punch, you know, that, that they have to deal with where it's something that they didn't, you know, they didn't really contribute to. So, again, just, just kind of uh, hands up, I guess, right now and, and see where this thing goes. Um, but I, I do agree uh, with your, your question, your premise of hopefully USC specifically and, and the Pac-12 generally would be able to get some extended uh, play in the spring. And the NCAA is they've tried to do what they can do to kind of make allowances, right? They, they've let schools kind of do things uh, over this time that they typically wouldn't be able to do in terms of extra time and, and coaches being able to spend time with players. So hopefully that continues and, and there's a little bit of a, you know, adjustment to, to rules and guidelines and that sort of thing to, to be able to get what's best for the programs out of it. And, you know, Eric, I want to agree with you, too. I don't think the SEC and the ACC is going to sit back or the Big 12 and say, wait a minute, they get 40 days of uh, spring right. practice or 30 days and we don't get any? Uh, we don't, or we get 15, that's not right. And right. then again, they say uh, they don't uh, use up their eligibility by, by playing in the spring and our guys use up their eligibility by playing in the fall. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of things here that's got to be worked out, doesn't there? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just the the questions that you know. It, it's trying to get all of this stuff worked out 
where uh, you you don't know really what the questions are at this point. You know, you're trying you're trying to provide answers for incomplete questions that are sort of changing by the by the day, by the week, by the month, and so. Uh, it, it really is. I, I mean, I think it's as frustrating probably for the people making the decisions that it, as it is for us hearing them. You know, ultimately, if you if you try to kind of put yourself in in their shoes, it's just it's just uh, you know frustration, disappointment all around. I think no, no matter who's involved from at, at what level um, in, in college football. Eric, let's do this. Let's take a short time out, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to ask you before. Uh, I ask you so you can think about it. If there are changes that need to be made to college football, what changes would you say that are crucial as far as what you've been able to see this spring and this fall so that it doesn't happen again? What kind of changes can be happening or what should happen? Let's talk about that, too, and uh, what uh, the changes would be as far as in budgets, salaries, salary caps, scholarships, the whole package here in our final segment. So again, you're listening to USC Trojan Talk with Eric McKinney from WeRSC.com. You're listening live on Saturday morning between 11 and 12. We want to welcome all of you on AM 1490. And live in Las Vegas here, we want to welcome all of you on a Thursday night for USC Trojan Talk brought to you by Terrible Herps and Coors. And this topic, uh, this segment has been brought to you by the Rampart Casinos Race and Sportsbook. Featuring a bar, a lounge, state-of-the-art high depo video screens and TVs, plus those great odds. Only at Rampart Casino, Summerlin's home for easy and convenient sports betting. Buckle up, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde with Eric McKinney. We'll be right back. Terrible Hearst has been serving the Las Vegas Valley for 60 years. Everyone knows Terrible's is the place to go for a quick snack, a hot cup of coffee, or a cold drink. Terrible's is the perfect place for a fill-up, and with over 100 locations in the Las Vegas Valley, there's always a Terrible's near you. And now Terrible's has an app. The Terrible Herbs app features games to play, special offers, deals, and promotions. Just go to your app store and download the Terrible Herbs app. Discover all the benefits of being a loyal Terrible Herbs customer on the new Terrible Herbs app, available at the App Store. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Located at 6580 South Rainbow, Suite 101, here in Las Vegas. Call 702. 702- 448-5050 and get that appointment. Buckle up. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr. and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. 
Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Wet n Wild Las Vegas, your friendly neighborhood water park is back June 22nd, 2020. Dive into summer and splash away the indoor blues by visiting wetnwildlasvegas.com with season passes as low as $49.99 until July 13th. Sun, fun, and safety. Wet n Wild Las Vegas, we are summer. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business big dogs brewing company is proud to be las vegas's original hometown brewery since 1993 our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at big dogs draft house by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm that guy with all the bumper stickers. I'd rather be driving a golf ball, but I'm going to buy American-made products with my fifth-grade honor student. And if you can read these stickers, you're driving too close. So when I break for a dog, happens. So coexist with Allstate, where agents help keep you protected from mayhem. <laughs> like me. Call the Chadwick Family Agency. Ask for Misty at 702-451-4409. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk Live in Las Vegas, Nevada. And this Thursday evening, we want to thank Terrible Herbs and Coors Beer for their sponsorship of this weekly show. And in the Inland Empire, we want to say good morning to you every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12. Our next segment is brought to us by Budget Car and Truck Rental in Las Vegas. Check them out. Get a car or truck whenever you need one. 702-736-1212. One, two. Eric McKinney joins us here from WeRSC.com. Eric, I asked you a question before we went into the break and gave you a minute or two to think about it. What changes do you think will happen as far as it to college football after what we've just experienced this past spring and now coming into fall? Anything yeah. uh, that sticks out at you? Yeah, I think we touched on it a bit. The, the Autonomy Five conferences, the, the Power Five conferences, potentially, you know, kind of splitting off and, and doing their own thing. Now, does that just create kind of a, a mini NCAA where there's still somebody kind of in charge of, 
of that, and they created as many issues as the NCAA has. I, I don't know, but operating with kind of smaller programs that can all sort of achieve the same goals where you're not being, you know, dragged down a little bit by some of the, the much smaller conferences, uh, I, I think that's potentially a, a place where it goes. And I think a couple things that are big that are actually going to happen, the, the NLI, the name, name uh, likeness image, that coming in, I, I think that's big uh, for student athletes. Not, not schools paying them money, but just them being able to earn money like a, a regular student can uh, when they're at school. I, I think that's something that's probably a, a long time coming. Uh, and then also the, the one-time transfer rule. I, I think um, this idea, you know, going to be voted on in January and most likely will pass, where the first time a player transfers school, they don't have to sit out uh, that season as, you know, guys look for the, the right fit and, and playing time. And then it becomes something where the NCAA can't just, you know, seemingly randomly grant some waivers and, and deny some other waivers like we've seen uh, in the last few years. So kind of streamlining those those two things, I think, are, are going to be um, pro- probably, you know, more game-changing than maybe we realize uh, initially. I-, I think those are a couple big things right on the horizon. And then, like I said, the, the five conferences kind of being able to uh, play by their own rules, I guess, uh, da- down the line is something that could potentially happen. No, I agree with you on the first ones. I really don't like the transferring thing as far as, you know, as far as once you make a commitment to the school, I think uh, you've signed a contract. You've uh, made a commitment. I think oh, if you I, leave yeah, that and I school, absolutely understand that. I think if you leave that school, I really think you ought to pay a price for leaving that school because that school has really uh, put in some money on you, recruited you, and so on. To just be able to leave, what if a group of guys, what if, say, 10 guys on the team decided, let's go and play for this other team? And all ten of them left to go to another team. There's got to be so many different type of rules and regulations on that that I really just don't like that. But who knows what's going to happen? There's a lot of things I don't like, Eric, that that (laughs) happen within the structure of college football. Salary caps, maybe that'll come along as far as for coaches. Maybe no spring practice. Maybe that'll come along. Maybe that worked good this year. Maybe recruiting during the spring rather than having campus visits and doing all of what they did, save money that way. There's so many different yeah. things that uh, I think that's going to happen. But, Eric, i got to let you go. I'll tell you, I could talk to you all day. You, I really could. Absolutely. You're so educated. I really enjoy this. And, again, I want everybody to go to the website, wearesc.com, where him, uh, Eric, and his staff do such a great job. Wearesc.com, and you'll really like it. So, Eric, again, I want to thank you for joining us, and uh, be safe out there, okay? Coach, I appreciate it. You, too. Thank you very much. Aaron McKinney, ladies and gentlemen. You can get a little bit of Eric every day if you go to wrsc.com. Again, in the Inland Empire, we thank you for joining us on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. We thank Justin in the studio because without him, it doesn't happen. And, of course, our listeners, we thank you because without you, we don't have a show. In Las Vegas, we thank Terrible Herbs and Coors for their sponsorship. And remember, follow me at Coach Harvey Hyde, at Coach Harvey Hyde, and I'll always remember... They remind you we're on the air. Be safe out there, and good night and good morning, everyone. It's Brian Blessing, weekdays, noon to 2, on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com.
USA Radio News with John Hunt. Backing wind speeds of over 150 miles an hour and bringing life-threatening storm surges, Laura became one of the strongest hurricanes in U.S. history to make landfall as it struck Louisiana near the Texas border. The dangerous storm came ashore near Cameron in southwestern Louisiana, and the storm's maximum sustained winds have since fallen under 90 miles an hour. Laura is weakening and expected to become a tropical storm. In the However, there are still tornadoes possible over parts of Louisiana, Arkansas, and western Mississippi.